Yes, Rob, we need you close to the microphone so we can hear all your wit and charm. And your penis. I'll Is that something you can hear? My wit and charm all over you your face. You can hear face. it when it goes Rob. onto the desk. Oh. If Rob's penis gets erect in the woods and does not make a sound, <laughs> did it actually get erect? Is that what it is? That's the saying, right? It's it's actually always erect. I've talked to my doctor about it, but... Yeah, yeah, you probably should. That's probably a good idea. I'm sure it's... You should talk to everyone about it, actually, not just your doctor. Well, I was, just... you know, I've always said that that uh, they, they give the warning that if, you're, if your erection lasts more than four hours, you should contact a doctor. I'm like, I'm calling an ambulance for my significant other. Isn't that... Yeah. If you're... Isn't there... Isn't that... Don't you have a blog about it? <laughs> calling, calling a sorority house. Okay. The line begins here. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Really? You that were. was it? That was what put you over the edge? Okay. <laughs> you were listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 250. I get kind of an anniversary issue. Issue. Or issue? Uh, we were talking comics before. Uh, episode. Congratulations. Buy and a half centennial? <laughs> yes. What'd you call me? <laughs> Is that even how you say Is the Give Me Five podcast a semi-entertaining, entertaining show about very entertaining things? We'll see if I can actually speak. Nope. Nah. So much coffee. I can answer that question. Uh, we're gonna talk about a bunch of stuff. We're gonna talk about, uh, I believe, movies and some streaming stuff and some news and some weird Florida stuff. And um, <laughs> I just yeah. saw the names. <laughs> we know which one I am. <laughs> I'm tired. And I'm joined by ill-tempered, Fuck you, <laughs> and aroused. The line starts here. Not planned, folks. Nothing is ever planned. If it if it was planned, we would be so much better. Oh my! Wrote that about two hours ago. That's really good. This week we are going to talk about the next. We're going to talk about kids' movies. After all that, we're going to talk about the Netflix animated film Sea Beast. Uh, the new, to Netflix at least, documentary, and there's a lot, there's a lot of quotes when I talk about this, uh, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch and Bob's Burgers, yeah. the movie. My introduction to Bob's Burgers, and it was uh, kind of a pleasant one. So, <laughs> we, we put Rob into puberty. <laughs> this, this is a review show, and we're going to spoil some stuff. Don't be mad at us. Suck it up. Deal with it. Fast forward if you don't want to hear it. Come back later. Okay. Yes. News. I've got some news. Give me something good. Uh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I believe, you guys talked about the bear. I had not watched it yet. I believed it to be some sort of nature documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's and, kind of what I thought it was before I started watching it. Yeah, and it is, in fact, a show about a small sandwich shop in Chicago and... All of the trials and t tribulations of a, I guess, a more seasoned chef kind of moving into that world. And it's riveting. It's great. If you love cooking shows with, like, 
kind of the higher end like snooty chefs, you'll be engaged. You'll love it. So I finally started watching it. A um, couple things. One, I saw an article this weekend about the show where they were saying that there are like people that have worked in kitchens like you know when they do the flashbacks to the kitchen that's run by um the dude from community yep um oh yeah yeah yeah. where he's like screaming like you think you're a tough guy right you should kill so, yourself that kind of yeah yeah so apparently scenes like that and just some of the other scenes of the different arguments and the the kitchens that are like held by chefs that are not exactly the nicest people are causing real kitchen workers to actually have PTSD symptoms. There's a like a, there was a whole article and I think it was in Bon Appetit magazine where they were saying that these people are like watching the show. They're like, this is the most this is the most accurate portrayal of a kitchen that I've ever seen, and I can't watch it because and, it's too it's too much. And what I don't understand is with everything that's going on today, how do they get away with that? I mean, how is that not how is nobody ever filed lawsuits, filed complaints, filed whatever about that bullshit. No, but in, in, in restaurants, like back when I was in college and stuff and I, I worked in restaurants and it's, it's a total free for all back there. I mean, it's brutal. <laughs> it's really, really bad. Like, and it's true. This was, this is just, this is exactly what it's like. You, there's all the different personalities sort of match the, the types of personalities that you would see. Mm-hmm. My, my guess is it's so cutthroat to try to get into some of those big gigs that people would be scared. And I think the, I mean, it's obviously a little bit different, but whenever I've talked to anyone that's run into that type of stuff in Hollywood, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, yeah, sure. So-and-so is an asshole, but, and he's touching people inappropriately or screaming at them or telling people to kill themselves or whatever. But if I can finish this movie, then I'm well on my way to making my own movie or being, in a Spielberg right. movie or something like that. That's just a guess. You said the guy from but, um, j- just now. I'm sorry. You said the guy from Community. Yeah, yeah. He's the sh- he's the chef of the like fancy restaurant that that the main character. Oh, the flashback scene. The, the flashback shop. scene. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the flashback scene. With I I don't believe I'm forgetting his name. He was also on the what the Daily Show or not the Daily Show the uh, the show where they would play like clips and like yeah, make yeah, fun yeah. of him. Don't believe I'm forgetting his I name, but I'm not of, Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, it's you know I don't I've worked in a toxic environment like that. I think all of us have at some point. Um, you know, when I worked in when I worked in radio, my manager was a like a former boxer, um, who treated everyone like he was still a boxer. Right. And I, when they were like, "Oh, you could you could if you want to sign up to stay on at the radio station, you can." Nope, don't need that in my life. Not going to die prematurely of, of heart failure from having to deal with correct. Him. Yeah, um, and everyone went, it was funny because people that in the and all, the other thing is it's a very small community too. So if you if you turn someone in at a restaurant, every major restaurant in the city is going to know about it because all these dudes get together afterwards and go to bars and stuff. Um, and you'll be blacklisted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but anyway, the show. Really good, and while I was in the midst of watching it, they did announce that it has far surpassed what they expected on Hulu and FX, and that it is getting picked up for season two already. Season one, I is it over yeah. already? Season yeah, one season one is finished. Okay. So um, season two is going to happen, so that's pretty awesome. Um, it's a great show. I mean, I can't say it enough. So I, I really enjoyed it. 
so that's one little bit of news. Um, I can do another little bit of news. And remember, I'm punchy today. Did you guys see the the trailer for the Monsters show or the Monsters movie? No. How does it look? Awful. Oh. Uh, That's disappointing. The Monsters trailer, it dropped last week or maybe Friday or something. And remember, I, a lot of the this podcast stuff in the podcast world, I'm friends with a bunch of people from different horror podcasts. And they were all in shock of how bad it looked. Uh, it is done by Rob Zombie, which is – Rob Zombie has done a bunch of movies, one of which was good. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he's got a great track record. No. Uh, Devil's Rejects is the only one that's good. I would love to see a Rob Zombie, Glenn Danzig uh, oh, Jesus. movie and just see if that would actually open up a rule gate to hell. Everyone's a fucking vampire monster. We should do, we should do the monsters, but they're all vampires. They're all <laughs> sex addicts. You mean in addition to being monsters? Yeah. It'll be cool. We'll make yeah. them wear leather. The other thing with this is that, uh, like, the audio. On, so the, the trailer, it's it's supposed to be like a love story. I was never a big Monsters fan in general, but it's supposed to be kind of a love story. And the audio is so bad. It's I don't think that they actually mic'd the actors. Holy! I shit. think that they did, Are like, one real? microphone for everything. That's really um, bizarre. Or they didn't ADR it because there's a scene where they're kind of sitting at a table and, like – you just kind of hear background. I don't know. It's supposed to be a trailer, and like, there's no punch to it. There's, it's, it looks cheap. It, they do like maybe they're trying to make it look like the old TV show, but you can't do that with everything. Like, yeah, you can maybe make it black or white and do like little effects to make it look old, but there's still a modern sensibility when it comes to audio that's going to generally annoy most of the audiences throughout the whole thing. So if you get a chance, uh, you too can watch the trailer and laugh. It was supposed to be released to theaters. The trailer, as I said, came out last week. And today, the reason why I'm even talking about it is because today they announced it is going straight to Netflix instead. Hmm. Huh. So I wonder that if means I will it be watching like, nah. it. It's going to be in the fall, so I'm assuming it'll be like one of their, like, you know, four weeks of October, Halloween, 31 days of Halloween or something. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. So. In... In addition to that trailer, I happened to catch a another new teaser trailer. Did you happen to see the one for the Lord of the Rings? Mm-mm. Ring of Power, I think it is. I did not. The show looks really, really well done, and I want to like it. <clears throat> you just run the danger of any time you've got a... Anytime you're revisiting a well-known and loved product, doing a, I think that doing a prequel is dangerous in the fact that if it's directly before the story that everyone knows, everyone kind of knows what's got to happen. So you kind of lose a lot of that, oh my God, what's going to happen next? You know, you're not watching the show to see what happens next because you know what happens. It's just you're watching to see how they get there. And is is that as as interesting as what happens next? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. You know who dies, who lives. Right. I think it tells a better story if you use the same world, but do a significant time jump and tell a story where people don't know what happens. And ju- just as an example, the, the time jump to the Old Republic that Star Wars did for the game. Nobody really knew that story. It was great. Mm-hmm. And people loved it. And you told an entirely new story in that world that was very popular. And I'd love to see I'd love to see the Old Republic or Knights of the Knights of the Old Republic as a as a movie series. That'd be amazing. But, <clears throat> I'm sure they'll get there. There was a you sent me down a path that I'm gonna take up podcast time talking about, but there was a, a comic series in the Star Wars world. Mm-hmm where they did a crossover with two series in different time periods, the Old Republic and the more modern era. Mm -hmm. And it started off in the one series, I believe it started off in the the modern day where I think Darth Vader or someone was going after something. And right at the point when he found it, they cut to the old series to show why it was locked up. So like... And so it was kind of a cool way of doing a crossover across different time periods mm-hmm. without spoiling stuff. And then, like, things that happened in the past were affecting things in the future, kind of, you know, like, artifact-wise and stuff. It was neat. It was a cool series. It was a Dark Horse series right at the point where Disney took over. But Dark Horse still had the comic license. Um, it was it was really engaging. And it was kind of something I would like to see done in other forms you know streaming or movies Mm -hmm. or something like that nice um do we have any other news omar no no i thought you um wanted to register a black hole i mean i can okay we can get into that (laughs) (laughs) jesus well okay i'll do the just do a quick version that's fine um so just as we were starting recording, I uh, <laughs> I came across the um, from this is from the Nerdist. So, or I should say, Nerdist. Um, name a black. <laughs> the headline says, "Name a black hole after someone who sucks." So, you know, you can name. You know, you can like uh, name a star. You can like there's like an international star registry, and you can like buy it and like name a star, or you can even buy like real estate on the moon, literally. Well, apparently now for only ten dollars, you can. I'm reading from the Nerdist website. You can only you can name a black hole on the International Black Hole Registry. The site specifically encourages you to choose someone or something that sucks. <laughs> Sick burn. These holes suck it suck in all light and nothing escapes its gravity. Sound like anyone you know? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was really fucking funny. Um, I thought we would you know throw that in for some for some entertainment value and I'm a big science and space nerd. So thank you Nerdist for that. But um, yeah. going to name a uh, black hole after the Pittsburgh pirates for sucking for three decades and sucking my will to be a fan of your team. <laughs> That's one way to do it. The monsters that, that hurts, but yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought that was really funny. I don't want to take up too much time with that, but I just thought that was hilarious, and it's actually kind of cool. So if you're if you know someone who's a total pain in the ass and you want to 
get them something for their birthday for only 10 bucks. This is a good one. Uh, do you know what else sucks or who else sucks? I, uh, I'm going to go Patreon. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> Omar oh, does not speak for us at the Give Me Five podcast. Oh, wait, we're ahead. We're ahead. I, I moved you, you ahead. Jumped ahead we're on the script Florida. there. We're in Florida. Wait, I jumped ahead. I, I looked at the wrong pay, place on the script because that's yes. why I was surprised that you were going down that road. I was like, wait a second, what? <clears throat> uh, yes, Florida also does suck, but um, uh, Deandra Veneta Latrice Reeves is not helping matters. What? Um, what? Deandra, uh, she. Okay, first of all. When it comes to these um, Florida stories, I'm guessing 75% of them come out of the, the villages now. Like, I Google bad Florida stories, and the inevitably they're from the villages <laughs> news. And the villages is a retirement community uh, north of where we are, where people have decided that they're just going to be lawless as hell. It's like literally the highest rate of STD transmission in the entire country. Is it really? Because it's just – yeah, it's just like old boomers fucking. Like – and when they're not, they're doing all sorts of other crazy shit. So – Okay. Um, Go on. There's no, a lot kidding. going on <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I just heard Mike Omar's microphone hit the ground and a car speed off. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so anyway, this woman actually is um, – lives near the villages, but same town, Wildwood. And she uh, – has been arrested for vulgarity and now nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's a bunch of other complaints where it's not like the people of the villages, you know, aren't like, well, you know, that person's acting the fool, but it's harmless. But this time uh, she decided she walked out into the 400 block of Kilgore Street, lowered her pants, spread her bare buttocks, and told and said, "Kiss my ass, hose." And then slept, slapped her bare buttocks, the report said. Uh, she has been causing disturbances in this area since she moved in. Um, she seems fine. I don't, I don't yeah. see a problem. She, um, she was arrested and charged with exposure of sexual organs and was booked with on $500 bond. Uh, she has also been arrested in the past for throwing rocks at a neighbor's car, which actually to me is worse. because Then parading could, around naked. I mean, it, apart from the property damage, it could also like hurt someone badly if it hits a window or something like that, or if the car is driving. Um, so that's even worse. Now I did. Um, it's funny because these stories pop up and of course you want to Google the name to see like what other shenanigans this person has been up to. And I found an old Facebook page of hers and the entire Facebook page was just littered in uh, Farmville and Candy Crush and <laughs> like wow. all those like cell phone games that are like invite a friend, like the entire thing. Which is, I'd understand that that like people keep stuff hidden, but it's just funny. You, every time you find a complete dipshit, it's always like scams, and they they've, they've been hacked because they accidentally gave their password to someone or something like that. It's oh, that's funny. Always that. Um. So uh, if you you know, let's see what happens. She's went from vandalizing cars to mooning people with exposed asshole. So what could be this? <laughs> I'm glad I found that because I didn't have to deal with the old lady that got eaten by alligators this weekend. Ooh. Oh, what? Because there was like an 80-year-old woman that fell into a canal and got eaten by alligators. Oh, shit. That's not cool. Yeah, which is which I feel bad. Cause, <clears throat> well, that's heavy. You know. Yeah, 
Imagine living 80 freaking years and that's how you go. No, that's really, that's not cool. You know, it is cool, despite what Omar says. Our amazing Patreon people. Yeah, our patrons. Our patrons Uh, are cool. They make this show possible. And we hope that we entertain them. And uh, you guys out there could be a patron by going to patreon.com slash give me five podcast and you get to help the show and you get a bunch of other benefits that you can look up on the website. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that. Well, you nailed it. Let's let's pick topics here. Let's talk about topics. What do you want to do? Um, What's the first on here? What's the first thing? CBs. You probably should do Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, but I've been talking a lot. But I guess I could do it. Go ahead and do it. I'm definitely interested in Skinwalker Ranch. I, I have not seen it yet, it. but I want to. Don't what? be. No? The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. So this is a show, I believe, from 2018. I, like, I didn't even really bother to do most of the research on this because I was really just going to rant about it for a moment and then move on. Um, so it is, I believe, a show from 2018. It is... I thought it was going to be a documentary that was definitely not spread out over three TV seasons. Uh, but instead, it's a little bit more like one of those ghost hunting shows. And it does – they do – it's set in Skinwalker Ranch. Um, Skinwalker Ranch is a place in Utah. It is a – it was a working ranch that people said there was a bunch of random crap that happened. Um, and and it's it's almost like a badly edited – book or movie when you talk about Skinwalker Ranch because it's called Skinwalker Ranch because of Skinwalkers, which are sh- uh, shape-shifting beasts from like Native American lore. But also that people talk about like cattle mutilations and orbs that they see and hauntings and UFOs and the shape, the of course, the Skinwalkers, which are large creatures with red eyes. And they talk about all of this stuff and but it doesn't really relate to one another, maybe. I don't know. Talk about, like, weird electronic anomalies, all sorts of stuff. It's a fascinating place, and I like reading about it. I am very much a skeptic on things uh, in general. I don't know if you guys are. Like, I've heard, I think, two supernatural stories, and each one of, one of them was told by uh, Omar and one was told by Rob that I actually believe. Oh, and what were those? Uh, Rob, I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, Rob Tendrils and Omar Ouija Board. Oh, okay. Okay, Okay, so I I don't know what you guys want to say. You're welcome to go ahead. Well, we we do have a Halloween episode at some point if we want to tell those stories later. That's fine, too. But But those are the only two I I, actually believe. You know... That that must be a very very old story. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know which specific thing you're you're talking about as far as Ouija boards go. Okay. But as far as that stuff, I mean, at 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 my age now, and and I guess I, you know, I don't I don't believe in any of that stuff anymore at all. Um, you know, I I as far as UFOs are concerned, I think the universe being as big as it is other life is just statistically likely 
but all the Skinwalker Ranch the stuff and people like spending all this money and and shape shifting lizards and all this other stuff that people talk about. I I really want the UFOs and everything to be on a completely different scale than us. So like they arrive and we it's like the size of like a fly. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it though. That's really funny. That'd be awesome. Because why does everything have to be in our scale? Correct. <laughs> That's a really good point. <clears throat> or their anyway. So or their I'm, I'm their, just um, the... their ship, their scout ship. <clears throat> it's like seven times our planet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it could be way bigger. Too. I'm I'm just the opposite. While while I I I do I do believe aliens. Um, I do believe in aliens because I think just statistically, it, it, there's got to be something else out there. Um. But I also do believe in the supernatural. What I'm hearing is Rob is trying to have sex with ghosts. I hope so. A la Dan Aykroyd from Ghostbusters. You yes. damn mm. right. Yeah. Nice. She sleeps above the covers. The four feet above the covers. I'm just proving how well I know you, not that I have any problem with it. Uh, but anyway, let's, let's go back to Skinwalker Ranch here. So um, it is a crazy place with lots of crazy stuff happening. It has changed hands many times. Uh, largely because of people saying that some of this crazy stuff is happening, but also because it's fairly useless land. When you really look at it, you're not great. There's like little patches of grass here and there, so that kind of stuff. Um, so in this show, they have an astrophysicist named Travis Taylor, a principal investigator named Eric Bard, a ranch superintendent named Thomas Winterton, and a head of security named Bryant Arnold, who insists that everyone call him Dragon. <laughs> the head of security that forces everyone to call him Dragon. First of all, he's got. Have you ever seen that like mugshot of the dude that looks like real life Beavis or but a real life Butthead? He's got like a giant forehead. Um, if not, look him up. Um, when he was arrested, I believe either he was scratching his face from drugs, but or the police put his face through a plate glass window. Um, one of the two because he's got scratches all over him, but he looks kind of like that. But he insists in the credits, whenever he talks, whenever his name is up on the screen, that everyone referred to him as Dragon. And you know that that was his nickname that he made up, that he gave himself. <laughs> like, yeah, you can call me Dragon. No, I can't. I'm I'm not going to do that. And he is as infuriating as any human. Whenever he is on the screen, I want to smack him. Without fail. Um, and then there's Brandon Fugel, who actually is the guy that bought the ranch, who's the guy I think you were talking about earlier. And just to show where this is going, he um, Brandon Fugel bought the ranch under a shell company called Adamantium Real Estate. Uh, Adamantium being the fake made-up metal right. that is in Wolverine. Mm -hmm. So you kind of knew that this guy was already in sci-fi world. Um, so they do the thing on the show where they like – now, remember, I'm watching the streaming, so it goes straight through. But this was on TV, so there's some pauses that you know there would be a commercial. So do a thing where, like, well, you know, come in here. I want to show you the briefcase. And they open up the briefcase away from the camera, and then they, like, do that, like, suspenseful music. And then they cut away to the commercial, and then they come back. And they're like, and so the, the briefcase thing, which I think is the first episode, he's like, I know you guys would understand what I'm talking about when I show you what's in the briefcase. They, show, they open up the briefcase, cut away a commercial, or they would have come back, and the guy, he's like, see? And it's something completely inane. And the guy's like, what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to understand from this? Hmm. And it happens again and again and again where they use this, like, that stupid, like, like, reality TV show. Like, what's that over there? That bush is moving. They cut away the commercial, come back. Oh, it's a squirrel. So is this 
is this like intended to be like a mockumentary or is this like 100% it's supposed to be 100% like serious like they are they are completely stone faced saying it's serious yeah this is and a it's guy ridiculous. yeah it, it was actually bought the ranch was bought by this like millionaire guy and it's had 3 seasons yeah too. and he and he he bought it because it's that place is known as like to have ufo activity and he bought it to uh I guess to investigate or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And what's funny is, so like, they at one point they're talking about this device, and they're like, "Look, when you're on top of this mountain, the device goes up to this level." And so someone, I, I just happened to find the show on the on a Reddit page, and this person's like, "Yeah, I knew the show was full of shit when they showed the radiation levels on the mountain because it went from like, you know, point one to point ten, whereas the safest level that you like, this person actually knew what they were talking about and how to read the device, like the safe." The safest legal level is 580, not point 580, <laughs> it's 580. So like all it means is that the rocks in the mountain that they're standing on are slightly, very slightly more radioactive. Oh, so it's literally a, a, a like thousandth of a, <laughs> yeah. of a point. Wow. <laughs> but the thing that really got me, and again, I'm probably going to keep watching this. I'm just going to giggle my ass off on the couch laughing at these people. Because you're invested now. And yeah, somewhat. Also, I can like do other things and come back and still see the shenanigans. But my favorite part was they did that thing with the suspense, and it was about they they brought a guy in with a drone to fly over this mesa, and they did the thing with the suspense, and the drone would not connect to its controller. Mm. And they did, the guy's like, "Well, this is a ten thousand dollar drone. That shouldn't happen." And I'm like, if anyone's used technology, first of all, that happens all the time. Yeah. Second of all, even with a ten thousand dollar drone, they cut, they show it, they make the music, they cut to commercial, they come back with a beautiful overhead shot of the mesa, the trees, and you see the truck and all the people looking into the bed of the truck at the drone that's not working. A shot that was taken with a drone. 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 Yeah, like (laughs) something's working. (laughs) Use that one. Like why? It happens again and again and again. They're like, oh, the cameras are acting weird. I'm like, no, they're not. I wouldn't be able to see you if they were acting weird. Oh, my God. Well, that's (laughs) – And they also – throughout most of the show, they also superimpose a fake brackets and um, the little battery thing on all the footage too. It's regular camera footage. Like it's just regular TV show footage, and they have this – they make it look like the battery's dying. They make it look – like, you know, things are out of, like, yeah, it has the little, like, white lines that show that you're looking through a, a camcorder. Like, no, that's not so there. The the sad thing is, is there are likely plenty of people who watch this who don't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Like, very obviously stupid shit that that a lot of the public just won't won't recognize. But you see They're that. Like, in, oh, my in, God, did you see this? Blah, 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 blah. Well, you see that a lot in videos where someone's like acting the fool in a restaurant and they have like seven camera angles of it. Correct. Or like acting the fool with a cashier or something like that. And it's not just a security camera that picked it up. It's like – and they do it a lot on reality shows where it's like, oh, these people got in a spontaneous argument, but they had six camera people getting each person and then the and group shot mic'd. and then and then the faraway shot. Yeah, yeah. they're mic- – They mic'd. both have lapel mics and they're like ready to go. And then – and then They're the best lit. The, <laughs> one of the one of the one of the funniest ones I saw was that there was there was a fight scene 
in one of those reality shows between two people. And during the fight scene, one of the combatants socks were on. Then they were off. Hmm. Then they were on again. again. And it's like, yeah, that's no, that's, that's strongly edited. And it was, yeah. It was, now, I've it, been I've been so mad that my socks have spontaneously appeared and disappeared. Exactly, <laughs> and it's like, uh, really, you couldn't even be bothered. To, all right, but see, yeah. the other thing that I find a, a problem with this is like you know all those holes you just poked into the into the the the, the, the filming of this, right? But you know, Rob and I both said that we sort of agree. I think we agree that the possibility of UFOs or whatever. I mean, it's there, you know, like we said, statistically speaking, the universe is a big place. Now I'm not going to get I, into, are they here? I definitely or not? think it's there. And I definitely think that they have been here. Okay. That's fair. But, but now you might, somebody might come along with legitimate stuff. And there are some things that are out there um, that have been reported by, you know, military people and things like that, that are really unexplainable. And a lot of this stuff has been has been declassified in the last couple of years, um, but stuff like this, this kind of like nonsense, I think, I think obscures the real stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it, oh, I think I think because it's so easy to poke holes in this stuff, anything that could happen that is like legitimately a thing that should be investigated loses a lot of its credence because of idiocy like this. Right. And that's, that's a problem to me. Like it's, this goes beyond just like, it's just stupid, but. Well, and that's, I mean, that's even the same argument with, with like stuff in society where people, people uh, claim that something has happened to them that hasn't really happened to it. And it, and it hurts the people who are actually affected by it because agreed. then people don't believe them. Totally agreed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, secret of Skinwalker Ranch. We got to move on because we are thirty minutes in. And I ramp. I talked way too longer than I thought I would. But um, you're saying see it, like it's good. I suggest if you have <laughs> Watch access it six times. I suggest if you have a- access to edibles <laughs> or or some sort of marijuana vapes, watch I, the. Fuck I don't out know of what it. that is. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Well, I suggest watch it nonstop, not for for like a week. Nonstop. Um, maybe some good rum. <laughs> would also work i do know i'm very familiar with rum yeah so i uh, do that know might, some good rum yeah yeah for sure. i would suggest it then however otherwise don't fair okay yeah all right uh speaking of edibles let's talk about bob's burgers oh, oh nice segue <laughs> that, was, that was good that was very good you're welcome uh who saw i saw this who else i saw it i did not i wanted to i just haven't gotten around to it yet are you a are you a fan, Rob? I I have I have watched this. I mean, I don't follow the show religiously, but I do watch the show when if I catch it on, I'll watch. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Bob's Burgers, the movie, came out uh, May twenty seventh. Um, it is also on what was it that was on um, Hulu? What did we watch it on Netflix? I don't remember. Hulu. Hulu, it's on Hulu. Hulu. HBO Max. Um, oh, it's HBO Max. Oh, HBO it's Max carries all, carries it as well. Yes. Um. As usual, H. John Benjamin is Bob Belcher, um, uh, as well as a few other voices. And he's also, of course, Archer from Archer, which is such a great show. Um, John Roberts, Linda Belcher, who's probably my favorite. 
Uh, Dan Mintz plays Tina Belcher. Eugene Merman is Gene. Kristen Schaal is uh, Louise. And then um, can, some can other names. Address, can we just address the fact that Gene Belcher is played by Gene? Yeah, Eugene Merman. Yeah, and he's really funny anyway, but he's like so perfect for that character. But I think it's also funny that like out of that whole family, it's all men that even for the women's voices, except for Louise. And they do such a good job. Like they, they, they're such phenomenal voice actors. I, I can't get over it. Um, Zach Galifianakis and Kevin Klein play Felix and Calvin Fishoder, who own the restaurant. Um, Gary Cole plays Sergeant Bosco. There's so many great people in this. Jenny Slate. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, voice, voice actors and, 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 you know, people who are also comics and regular actors. Such and a crush on Jenny Slate. Oh my God. She's the best, right? I totally agree. Um, synopsis, the Belchers try to save the restaurant from closing as a sinkhole forms in front of it while the kids try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant. This, you know, a lot of the time, my initial, my initial thought going into this was worry. I was concerned because a lot of times great shows will have a movie and it's not that it just doesn't, it just falls flat. It doesn't, it it doesn't reach reach it it doesn't come out as good as you think it should uh this i was not disappointed <laughs> i'm always fascinated with when they when they do extend something into a movie like which way they're going to go with the plot because they always have to introduce some sort of new i guess MacGuffin to get things going correct and that like and usually it's movie. it doesn't turn out well it's always interesting. It's 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 always weird because it's like this big overarching thing that you know has to go back to normal at the end of the movie because the show's still on TV. So it's like you know that everything has to wipe the slate clean at the end. They're not going to be talking about a sinkhole at the beginning of next season of Bob's Burgers. Correct. So it's kind of it's always interesting. Um, I thought it was great. I mean, there was. You know, the characters, they didn't change them very, like, they didn't do any whatever to make it to make it more palatable for a movie. The characters are the same. I, I, I found m- numerous laugh out loud parts, just like I do during the show. But I'm a big fan of the show. I've seen every episode. You know, I've watched it start to finish a couple of times. Um, it's one of those I've, things. I've never seen can... anything of the show. So what'd you, what's your thought? Um, like this is your was, first viewing. The, right? only, and, the only and, time I've ever seen the show is the when I tape or record The Simpsons on Directv. Sometimes I get the first couple minutes of this. Okay. And I thought for some like the art style of the characters never grabbed me because of the lack of chins. I don't know why it just bothers me. Um, me too. You get past it though. <laughs> you do. You and, get like you like, like the kind of drab. Like the delivery of some of the stuff, like it's really the dad's delivery on certain things, where it's like really kind of drab and flat. So that's why oh, I was like, "Well, see, I, he, well, he's like the straight man," and I he is, I, he is, I and I do appreciate that. Yeah, it's just I was a little worried about watching it for a full movie because I didn't really know what it was like for the episodes, but um, I thought it was really good. I, I enjoyed the movie. I might actually watch the show now as a result. Oh, good. Um, I really, really fell in love with the little girl with the bunny ears. Louise, I, she's so. She, good. I thought she had she's a cute insane. little. Insane. I, I, I like that she's insane, but she had a cute little character arc that let me know that she was gonna have insane. Um, in this, where the where, when the bunny ears fall off of her head, and all the teachers and stuff have like a protocol for what to do. Yeah. What, oh yeah, like, yeah. Uh, what are we doing? And she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And they're like, 
no, no, no. Do you need this? Do that. Like they're like rushing, like, like call the superintendent, do all this stuff. And I thought that was really funny. But it's funny because for that, for like somebody like myself, who's watched the show for a long, I've actually only been watching it for maybe a year or two, but uh, you know, that I, I got so into it so quick. It was funny. Cause that was this, the whole part about the ears was like this whole <laughs> origin story. Like it was a big deal to learn how they came about. Cause you never, she just always had them and you never, it was just never a thing. So it was a big, it was like a big reveal to talk about the ears. <laughs> so it's funny that you picked up on that. I think for people who are like big fans of the show, that was like, Ooh, cool. We get the like backstory of the ears, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's good. I, I, it's, it's, it really holds up to the show as well. And I'm glad that you liked it, Greg. I'm glad that you, you, are going to give the show a chance. Cause I think you'll see once, once you, I, I felt the same way, everything that you said about the, the, the art design and some of like the way the characters, some of them, like, especially like Bob Belcher, the way he's presented, it didn't initially grab me. And then when, once I started like watching it, not because of other people, it wasn't me that was like interested in it initially, but once you sink into it and you sort of get into the characters and you, and some of those gags are hilarious. And Gene, his little one-liners are just ridiculous. I mean, they are so funny. He's the little boy, right? He's the little yeah. brother. Yeah, they are. They're so good. They, I, it, <clears throat> the, he's better on the show than in the like the movie was fine, but in the show he just like in, in each episode you'll find one or two really really good ones that are just like, what the hell did you just say? Like, are you serious? Um, yeah. The sequence where they're looking down into the sinkhole was funny. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interesting stuff like that. They, uh, I'll they, tell you, I, I knew I was, I was into it because you mentioned doing it when we were recording last episode, which you guys should all listen to. Go back one episode in the, pod, in the podcast feed and you can listen to it. We were recording that. You mentioned it. So we got done and I decided to start watching it and I was doing other work. And then I got done with the work, and I was still sitting in front of my computer watching it. And I'm like, wait a second, I can go down and watch the rest of this on TV. Mm-hmm. But like, I was literally sitting alone in my office watching on a, a laptop instead of because I was like engaged. Oh, good. And then good that's very yeah, cool. So, good, yeah. so, good, good. So thank you. Yeah, I love it. I'm really glad you're into it. I think um, I think you'll like it. Like as you watch it more. Um. Rob, you're a fan. You said, like, uh, overall. All right, so you're I, I, I won't turn it off when it's on. Got it. That's apparently fun. based on what you said earlier. There's a lot of things you can't turn off once it's on. Oh yeah. Oh snap. Okay. <laughs> and and I'm Call not gonna lie. To I, had, I had to look her up after you guys talked about her. Jenny Slate. Yep. I am. I am currently casting as the lead role in the remake of Dirty Dancing. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Because she looks a lot like Jennifer Grey. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. I see that. And she she's great. She's been in a lot of like She was on SNL. She started on SNL? That I didn't know. She was she was on SNL with Oh, ready for this? With Abby Elliott, who was um was featured in something else where we talked about or we're going to talk about, right? Today? Oh, uh, the, he was. She's in the bear. Oh. Abby Elliott's um, is the sister. Is sugar? Oh, got it. Okay, all right. 
Okay. And also the daughter of Chris Elliott from Get a Life. I did not know that. And Cabin Boy. Yeah. And scary movie. Yeah. Well, that's right. Grab my strong <laughs> He starts. He's stirring the mashed potatoes and he puts his little hand in it. And then he like, <laughs> he puts it in their plates and they're like, <laughs> they don't want <laughs> That was so gross. That literally was made that me. From, was that from Scary Movie? That's from Scary, scary Movie. Scary Movie too. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so gross. <laughs> oh my God. It's so bad. Those were so dumb. Uh, yeah, Jenny Slate was in Secret of Life of Pets, uh, Parks and Rec. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She's, yeah, she's she great. was a uh, Gidget in Secret Life of Pets, but she was also in um oh god that new that new cart um uh, oh not new cartoon she was also in Zootopia she was Mayor Bell or Bellwether yes, yes, yes. the yep. the sheep yep yes she was um yeah she rocks tell me about Sea Beast speaking of children's movies mm. well his name is Rob oh wait um. Sea Beast is a movie on Netflix. It was released July 8th of 2022. It's directed by Chris Williams. And it does star Carl Urban, who actually, I kind of picked his voice out in like the first 10 minutes. He does have somewhat of a distinctive voice. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. So Carl Urban plays the lead character, Jacob Holland. uh, But it's also got Dan Stevens, um, who actually played Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Jared Harris, Emily O'Brien, Zaris Angel Hator, Marine Jean Baptiste, who was actually in a movie that we just did not too long ago. She plays Sarah Sharp, but she was also Ruth in Fat Man. Also Helen Sadler, Kathy Burke, Jim Carter, Shannon Chan Kent, and Dune Makachan. And the synopsis is very basic. A uh, young girl stows away on a ship of a legendary sea monster hunter, and they launch into an epic journey into uncharted waters and make history to boot. There's a whole lot more to it than that, but it's, I mean, I thought this movie was really cute. Um, it's got, it's got solid storytelling. It's got likable characters. I, I found myself cheering for him at various parts in the movie. And and I was even talking to the screen at the uh, the quote unquote big moment, you know, yelling "You go, girl!" Um, it's it's ultimately another story cautioning against blind hatred. You know, sometimes the situation isn't always what you think. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of similarities in there's a lot of similarities in tonality and story to something like How to Train Your Dragon or mm-hmm. even the Zillow Beast episodes of the Star Wars, Clone even Wars some of the animation. Dragon. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not good. It mean it's it. There's just enough differences and enough twists that it's its own thing, right? Um, doing very well, by the way. I believe people are. Is it when I was looking when I was looking uh, some information up? Like when you start typing it into Google, Sea Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a like all of the stuff that comes out is like when season two. Meaning there's a lot of people asking, or episode two rather, or movie two sequel means there's people Googling to see if there's going to be another one, meaning that people actually cared about the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, watched it with the family after you, you know, guys mentioned to watch it or after Rob mentioned to watch it. Uh, my kid loved, 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 loved the little blue guy. Oh, yeah. The little squishy. Um, I thought the character, I did, I thought the character design was really cool. 
especially some of the other, like the villain sea monsters, I thought looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the crab one was really cool, and also very obviously based upon Moby Dick. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the way the monsters attacked was really cool too. The action sequences were really well done, and the water renderings were like glorious. Like the opening sequence with the water, like it, the camera starts off on the water, and it's like, wow, mm-hmm. this looks so good. You just want to like jump in, and then you see and, the tendrils. You don't. Interestingly enough, I well, I mean, I don't know how true this is because I haven't I haven't had a chance to verify it yet, but. Um, I did read that it's one of the few or one of the only animated films that has that features, you know, the the navigational um, equipment that they used during the the time of sailors and whatnot and actually shows them using it and stuff like that. And they're using accurate sailing commands and seamanship. Um, They actually have a sailing master seaman. I did. I did. And that was intentional. They actually have a sailing master present on the deck. Um, you remember her, right? The the one who was who, who yeah. barked all the orders. Yeah, and and she corrected the movements, you know, of the ship and whatnot. <coughs> well, there was the guy that was helping catch things, the master baiter, mm-hmm. putting the worms on the hooks. That's my position. Yeah, on a ship, I'm the master baiter. Yeah, we know we we've, <laughs> we've gotten complaints. <laughs> That you that you clearly mm-hmm. embellished your resume and were, are doing something different than what you were actually hired to do. Yeah, well, they didn't. Specify. Everyone's starving, and you're out there in the back. You're not supposed to do that know. at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm baiting the water with DNA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is why the ocean is so salty. Oh come on! <laughs> uh, and that's the title of the episode. <sighs> So close yet so far. <laughs> really regretting that ten year contract design, aren't you? <laughs> oh god. He loves it. But okay. the, the movie is great. <laughs> you should definitely check it out. It's it's actually one of those ones that you can watch with the entire family, which makes it fun because that's there's not a lot that you can do that with anymore. Um and you're you're oftentimes very limited to like Disney or Illumination. Um, and the fact that we have a new a new animated feature that's not provided by either Disney or Illumination and that it's actually really good is is a plus. Okay. It was actually a very interesting interview with the the director. The director's Chris Williams, mm-hmm. who was a Disney director and left to make it for Netflix Studios, I guess. I don't know what their official title is, but this article is in Collider.com, so if you look – if you want to see more, he talks about why he left Disney and and uh, he had worked there for 25 years before making this movie. Uh, it's it's beautiful, and you know, even – I think I will watch it again, and I just found, I found it very entertaining, and, and I, I liked the characters without – without them – like the little girl was, was really good without being overly preachy or overly like – too kid actory. I don't know. It's, so, it's good. Okay. Well, okay. So, this is the time of the show when we do our top five list, and there's going to be some special top five lists, so you're going to want to stay att- stay tuned for the entire thing. Uh, but our real top five list 
is going to be based on the Bob's Burgers movie. And we are going to talk about cartoons or animated series that are really made for adults. Um, so that's going to be our question of the week. The top five cartoon series that are made for adults. Oh, yeah. So uh, who would like to go first? I'll do my seven top fives. <laughs> is that like 35 then you have um, seven top fives seven no it's actually seven it's entries it's actually seven i stopped when i got okay. to seven and they're That's kind fair. of in no particular order except for maybe like my last three are all number ones really um but i i had to st- <laughs> i had to start with beavis and butthead because they're like the original you know what i mean um okay i have to throw simpsons in there because you know it's the Simpsons. Um, mm-hmm. South Park, because it made shit go really crazy for a long time. Um, Bob's Burgers, which is more of a recent show for me, but I love it. And my last three are kind of all tied for number one for myself because they're just so good. Um, no particular order. Archer, Family Guy, and Rick and Morty. I can't get enough of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear God. I was going to say, I think we're going to have I think there's going to be so much crossover because these are all like, you know, I mean, I didn't throw in a few others that I'm not going to name just in case you guys do, but I wanted to, but I had to stop somewhere. Man, I'm going to, yeah, I have to make some changes here. I totally messed up. You forgot The Simpsons, didn't you? No, I didn't forget The Simpsons. I have The Simpsons, actually. I can go next. I have The Simpsons as an honorable mention. Oh. Because I did watch and understand that show while I was a kid. Um, and also, like, my kid has watched that. And, well, I guess it means that it, you know, we're saying it wasn't made for kids, but kids can still watch it. Um, some of the gags are, are hidden fairly mm-hmm. well. So I went a little more dark when I went, when I started picking, so Simpsons ended up as as uh, honorable mention, just okay. because it can be enjoyed as a kid. All right. Um, uh, my number five, however, is Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Okay. I watched a few episodes of that today, and you definitely cannot watch that as a kid. Um, and it's still hilarious, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, I went with Archer. So there was a little bit of crossover there, and. I'm actually basing this only on the one season of that that I watched for season one. Uh, number three, another one. This one actually really was it was put on late at night, but when you rewatch it, absolutely not for kids. That is Ren and Stimpy. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and if you actually learn more about the creative Ren and Stimpy, um, he is not for kids either. <laughs> uh, no. So. A little bit torn about going back and watching some of those episodes. Uh, number two, I did South Park. And uh, number one, I had Family Guy, but I'm going to have to do Family Guy and Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty was the one that I somehow managed to forget, despite mm. having a literal Rick and uh, – Mo- Rick, not Morty. Rick giving me the middle finger while sitting on my desk. So. Well, there you go. Yeah, That's why he was giving me the middle finger. Th- there have been some really, really great series, and they do stand out. So I mean, series like uh, Rick and Morty, Family Guy, South Park; those are those are everybody's. Um, I do have a couple of honorable mentions. Th- those are actually on my list as well. I do have a couple of honorable mentions. I I have to mention um, a very new series that came out that I've actually talked about on this show 
that I enjoyed the shit out of, and that was Legend of Vox Machina. It's based on the Critical Role. Is this the thing you yelled at me for not seeing? Yes. Yeah. Would you it like is... to take a moment and yell at me publicly? Greg has not seen it, sort of and I told him he should see it, and I even reviewed it on the friggin' show, and he still hasn't watched it. I was like, how have you not seen this? Yet? This is This is amazing. Anyway, Legend of Vox Machina. Um, I also have an honorable mention for, I don't know if you remember it. It wasn't, I don't think it ran too terribly long, but the episodes were short. They were kind of random. They were absolutely ridiculous and totally not meant for kids. And it was, in fact, a a reboot slash um, crude remake of an old, like, 70s, 80s cartoon. Oh, was it the C Lab? C Lab twenty twenty one. I love C Lab too. It was That was the first thing I ever pirated if I did that sort of thing. It was hilarious and definitely not meant for children. Um, but at number five, I also am going to have Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That was a show that I watched a lot uh in my teens and early twenties. Um, enjoyed the shit out of that. And this afternoon. Mm-hmm. At number four, I've got another one that hasn't been mentioned yet, and that's Robot Chicken. I love me some Robot Chicken. The stuff that they come up with is so... I I find it so stupid, it's funny. At number three, I've got South Park. At number two, I... A show I didn't really like initially, but then it kind of grew on me, and it's it's one that I will watch when it comes on now, and that's Rick and Morty. But my number one will probably always be Family Guy. I I have loved Family Guy from the get-go. When I go back and watch some of the early episodes, it's I don't think it really found its stride yet. But when you get into like when you get into like the later seasons, the I mean, they've got some episodes that really are just absolutely out of this world. And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> and and a lot of the a lot of the jokes that they say, um, other than, you know, they've got they of course got the cutaway gags and whatnot, but there's a lot of like dialogue that they just kind of slip in there that if you're not paying attention, it's like, wait, what did he just say? So you're saying the jokes are like just the tip? Yes. Okay. Slip in just a little, okay. Or like, it's interesting. We all went with comedy based yeah. shows, and or like when Lois calls Peter a stick in the mud, and he looks at her and goes, "Is that some kind of a gay slur?" And then they just keep going. <laughs> but like that's the thing happened. about that show that's so good is they're so um, they're just so out there. Like they they go so far, and it's so good. And they go after a- absolutely. Everyone. There's kind of like kind of like how South Park is still is, South Park is the know? same. South Park is they're, out there. Yeah, there, there's nobody off limits, <clears throat> but they get away with that because they go after everyone. It's not like they focus on like one group or one set of people or whatever. It's everybody is fair game, and they go after everybody. Yeah, South Park is the epitome of like, yeah, we hit everyone, and it's super right. But it's funny as hell. Like, I mean, they 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 nail it. Like all you Scientologists <laughs> didn't complain when Jesus was an actual character on our show. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Nice. Well, we do have a patron that has called in. Mm. And uh, it's going to be good. Just saying. Just tear up your list now. 
assuming that you can figure out how to work it without cutting it out. Hey, give me five podcasts, top five animated series, not necessarily meant for kids. Um, I don't watch as many of these as uh, most people do, so my list is probably more based in the 90s, at least most of it. Um, honorable mention is going to the Flintstones, which I think became something that kids watched, but I know when it came out, I believe it was, it was more of a um, nighttime, I think like prime time for everyone to watch, which is kind of crazy. So I'll give that an honorable mention. Uh, number five would be King of the Hill. Actually, no, that's going to be higher. Never mind. Number five would be The Critic. Uh, I don't know if you remember The Critic, but it was John Lovitz as a movie critic. It was a really funny show, short-lived. Number four would be um, King of the Hill at that point. I love that show. I love the voice work on that show. Number three, Beavis and Butthead. Um, I was, you know, I, I was a teenager when that came out. I love that show. I'm looking forward to watching whatever they've put out recently. Number two is Ren and Stimpy, which was crazy, and I haven't seen in years, but I'm pretty sure a kid would not grasp that. And number one is The Simpsons, which I think I know kids watch, but that show is definitely um, has a lot that adults can enjoy as well. So that would be my list. Um, I don't have any top five for Jubals. I think anything I could make up would not be anywhere near as uh, crazy or cool as what he actually is doing in real life. So I'll just I'll leave it as happy belated birthday, Jubals. Okay. Thank you. Bye. There you have he it. is always great. Every time. I know I say it every time. And I don't regret it. And he brings up a wonderful point. He does. He does. Our friend and patron, Jubals, had a birthday. Jubals has birthdays? Ago, but, mm. yeah, it, well, for him, it's when they actually cut open the <laughs> pot that he was birthed in. And he fell naked to the ground with, like, some sort of, like amniotic fluid just oh, pouring really around gross. him. Okay. Yeah. Fully formed um rippling mm-hmm. muscles and he just stood up and was like, "Hey guys." Didn't even all of the early <laughs> stage stuff, you know, crawling, walking, muscles, potty training, he just right. it didn't matter. He was it looked like the beginning of the awesome. I'm never eating again, thanks. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well. So, uh it is Jubal's birthday. He is a patron, therefore he gets a birthday top five list. He does. Um, and this one's going to be a little bit weird because he actually made a birthday top five list request, which I'm usually, you know, we're artists here, people. You don't tell us what to do. But it wasn't a bad idea. Except so, one of us did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it wasn't a terrible idea. So um, I think, uh, Rob, you went down that path. I did. So. So go ahead, and what was Jubal's self-inflicted top five list? Jubal's self-inflicted top five list was he wanted to know what our top five movies are in which he would replace the main character. So, at number five, I've got Jubal's Does Dallas. At number... Seen it. (laughs) Every Friday night. Um, At number... Four, I've got Jaws because I think it would be absolutely hilarious to watch Jubal's swimming around in the ocean going, I'm going to get you, nom, 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 nom. Would they replace, like, Quinn with, like, a taco? See what I did there? He replaced the shark, not Brody. I said, see what I did there? He replaced the shark, not Brody. 
I know. Oh, I, I heard. But I want to know if they would replace all of the other characters with tacos. No, no, no. He would enjoy that too much. We can't have that. Okay. At number three, I've got Kick-Ass. Because he gets his ass beat an awful lot in that movie. At number two, I've got Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> Not because it would be cool to watch him go back in time, but because it would be funny to watch four guys bathing inside of Jubal's. <laughs> wow, he's he is quite the actor that he can he, portray he a is. shark. And he's got range. He is. I mean, he I does, don't. He does. But number one movie that I would like to see Jubal's replace the main character on, simply because I think. He is probably the most abused character in movie history, and that's Evil Dead 2. Oh, good. I want to see him replace Ash. You want him to be Ash in Evil Dead? I thought you, I thought you were going to say uh, Jesus in the oh Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> wow. Who no. actually was oh the most abused God. character in the history of movies. Wow. <laughs> That that is wrong on several levels and really kind of funny and I'm upset I did not think of it. You can change it out if you want. A friend of ours went and saw that movie, and I asked how it was. He's like, I was curious, and he said, I'm not trying to be offensive here, but it just seemed like the story of a dude that was having a really bad day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is my Jubal's top five. Nicely done. Well, did Omar? What did you? What did well, you do? What, what path um, did you take? In our uh, in our Discord chat, you know, we're, we're always talking about fun stuff, movies, and music, video games, um, you know, whatever. Well, I've collected some intel about Jules over the last however long I've been with you guys. Um, it's been like a year, but it feels like ten. Um, <laughs> so I have his favorite movies. Same for yeah. us. <laughs> so I have, I, this is very little known because he, he, you know, he, you got to like comb through the, the discord to like see his, his comments. Um, his number five favorite movie is um, Sharknado three. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Which is classic in every, oh. in every level, especially since it's titled, Oh, hell no. I actually thought when I was looking that up, I actually thought that was a joke at first. Number four um, <laughs> is the newest remake of Cats. Yeah, he loves. Love I know he's a big fan of of. I heard he was upset favorite. that the director's cut removed the cat butthole, <laughs> but he was happy that the director's cut was seven hours long. So he, you know he's yeah. a you know he's a huge fan of. You win yeah, some, exactly. you lose some. Yeah. Um, everybody likes Star Wars. Everybody, right? And Jubal's is no. Uh, he he's definitely like a huge Star Wars fan, so his favorite is of course Phantom Menace because of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> so um, yeah. I didn't think that oh, needed to be said, but I just figured everybody should know. Um, uh, did you know Jules has a softer side? And I don't mean his butt. He wow. um, he's a very romantic, <laughs> emotional guy. He loves a good rom com. I don't think you guys knew this about him. Really, his his favorite. I didn't. Is uh, the hottie and the naughty starring Paris Hilton? 
Um, he just wow. it brings a tear to his eye every That's time. Okay. He just gets all choked up about it because of you know. I'm sure there's a love story in there between the terrible acting and every so often I get annoyed when I don't know a pop culture reference. And then sometimes I start getting annoyed and I'm like, wait, the fact that I don't know that reference <laughs> is a positive. Yes. Yeah. That was probably only released in Canada or something. Who knows? I don't know. Um, and then of course his number one favorite is, um, you know, sound of thunder. So <laughs> <laughs> you two made for each other. Wow. I, that's kind of a perennial favorite. Uh, with the Gimme Five crew, so so great taste there, Jubles. Enjoy. You can go back and look up our episode on the Sound of Thunder. It was actually one of uh, Omar's first yeah. ever episodes. You can you can listen to it, and then you can listen to this episode mm-hmm. and see how he's grown. And then hate me either way. Yeah, more devolved. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What about you, Greg? What did you have? Well, you know, I, I wanted to keep with the entertainment industry. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but Jubal's is kind of like a, uh, a Forrest Gump type figure where he's sort of adjacent to a lot of major events that happened in uh, like pop culture history. So there's a lot of them. In fact, I kind of went over five here, but some of them will just be honorable mentions because I'm not really going to talk too much about how he was Sonny Bono's ski instructor. Because wow. I think that's a little, you know, that that's he's not proud of that. We're not going to talk about that. What about the Kennedy? Yeah, not that either. He was also um, and uh, Marvin Gaye's personal assistant that was supposed to send out his Father's Day gifts that year. We're not going to talk about that either. Father was like, Old Spice again? I'm not sure if you know the story behind that. Omar is expecting you to be shocked, but I think you're muted. Wait, I'm no, I'm not muted. What's happening? Omar's yeah. muted. Oh, okay. <laughs> surprised, I was surprised that you oh, were not shocked. Oh, oh, at oh, my, uh, my, uh, He's my, eating uh, sausage. Well, no, but... Yeah, I was gonna. I thought I was gonna choke him to death on the sausage when by making a oh, Marvin Gaye joke. Yeah, he was he was killed yeah. by his own father. If you don't know that, okay. either. um. So uh, anyway, Marvin. Little Gay do you guys know that uh, that Jubal's was Ozzy Osbourne's bat wrangler. Um, he was supposed to provide Ozzy Osbourne with real bats and then take them away and replace them with fake bats, candy bats. Yeah, like you know, gummy bats. So and the whole Aussie thing was Jubal's fault. That 100% Jubal's fault. God damn it, Jubal's. Mm-hmm. Aussie had to get mm-hmm. hundreds of rabies shots into his stomach just because of Jubal's. Damn it, Jubal's. Get it together. Um, yeah, so you know, do you remember the Hugh Grant situation? It was kind of ended up in a way being a positive okay. thing. Or, um, because... Uh, you know, who Grant was caught with a prostitute. Right. And she ended up becoming the prostitute actually ended up getting out of that business and uh, made about a million dollars in like book deals and stuff oh. like that and turned her life around, put her kids through private school and is, um, owns a recording studio in, in Atlanta now, apparently. Really? Um, but do you know how, you know, but Hugh Grant was dating Elizabeth Hurley at the time. So it was like the, dumbest decision anyone could make and i don't know if you've ever seen those cartoons where there's the little angel and the little devil on the shoulder that's like yeah you should do this and no you mm-hmm. shouldn't do this you know like that uh jubal's the little devil he was the little one that told hugh grant to pick up a prostitute wow and and is <laughs> i'm more interested in the prostitute that turned into the music producer <laughs> no she i think she just owns a studio i don't know this was the last story i found was in 2010 hmm. about her. So 
I was oddly enough in Los Angeles when that happened. Oh wow. Were you visiting me? Uh, no, no, no. This was uh, it was my right after senior year of high school, my summer trip. Ah. Um. Let's see. Oh, okay. So uh, that was number uh, three, uh, four. Number three. Have you ever seen uh, Tommy Lee's uh, Schlong or heard of it? Heard the the deal with it? Isn't Tommy Lee that uh, that girl drummer from Motley Crue? Yeah, yeah. He's got a a giant hog, as people say. I've not seen it, but it's quite big. Um, it's about the, the same as like the three of ours together. Um, not together like when the three of us put it together at this year's uh, holiday party that we did. The but... Ghostbusters reenactment where we crossed the streams. Yeah, yeah, not like that, but you know, it's it's a big penis. Um, it takes so long to get aroused that for that porno video that Tommy Lee shot, uh, Jubal's was the fluffer. Hmm. So like that whole video shenanigans, all of that that happened couldn't happen without him. Well, uh, we're going to go uh, – hmm? I said thanks for that, Jubals. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, three. Uh, he – for uh, – was that three? One, two, three, four. Um, oh, uh, okay. So he was uh, Janet Jackson's nipple tape technician. Wow. Um, and he was so excited about the gig that he didn't really remember the fact that he didn't know how to be a nipple tape technician. And his uh, memory support engineering was a little bit lacking, and you all know the end result of that. But uh, the last one, uh, do you guys remember the Video Music Awards when MTV yeah. used to have music? It's and there was so a very long, famous episode. Ever having music. There, there was a very famous episode of that where um, Madonna came out and kissed Christina Aguilera and kissed Britney Spears. Um, uh, Jubal's was arrested trying to get into that <laughs> situation. Um, he was trying to, as he was being dragged away by the police, he was screaming, "I want to get a piece from my little Moon Man." I don't know what that means. Um, what does something that mean? about the Moon Man Awards? What the shape of the awards are? But that's all of this stuff. He either led to happen, or you know, almost ruined. What a like a like a Forrest Gump of pop culture, which is ironic because Forrest Gump is pop culture. But anyway, okay. So he has had quite the life. So yeah. So uh, happy birthday! Late. Happy belated birthday to you, Jubals with a Z. Happy Matt. belated birthday, Jubals. Wow. That was beautiful, Rob. The, the velvet the fog. <laughs> Jesus. Uh-huh. Velvet Frog. Velvet Frog. That right? works, too. <laughs> Velvet Frog was what? Mel, Mel Tremay. Is that, was that his nickname, really? I don't know. Yeah, it was his nickname. I didn't really? know that. Yeah. What a weird-ass nickname. And what a weird thing to know. Greg. I think I know that from Night from Night. Court. I remember him in Night Court. That was great. I love that show. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Velvet Fog, take us on out of there. All right. Well, if you'd like to reach out and tell us what you think of Jubal's, <laughs> or tell us what you're... What's your five favorite uh, cartoon series not meant for children are? You can email us at giveme5podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at giveme5pod. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 Podcast. You can go directly to our website, giveme5podcast.com. And guys, always as always, that's spelled out F-I-V-E, not the number five. We'd love to hear from you. 
And just remember, like I always say, if the banana hammock fits, you're not putting it on properly. I don't hear anything. My mic should be, I don't know. I only hear it when Greg's talking. Okay. It's his bunghole. It's the echo. I have no <laughs> doubt. Anyway. <laughs> like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Oh my God. That's getting edited out. You need a button where I can just edit out everything Rob says with one touch. <laughs>